Hi, JP and Lucy from The Fitness Link. Following last episode's uh, talk with Lucy on nutrition, motivation, and discipline, this week's episode is going to be on training, her motivation to train, where she started, and some general training tips. So first of all, Lucy, when did you start training? Well, I've always been interested in sport. At school, I was one of the sporty ones, and I loved playing certain sports like netball, tennis, lacrosse and things like that. So I was always sporty. Um, but there, And then I did go on to do it as a job and obviously as a degree and things. But through my 20s and then when I wasn't playing team sports anymore, it began to then have to be about more going to the gym and finding other ways to keep myself fit. Um, so I guess I've always used the gym and gone to the gym since late teens 20s um but my journey of how I keep fit completely changed um over the last 20 years um I was always a gym user when I worked in the gym so when I worked at the big gyms um and I was there so many hours I always used the gym I used the gym in my lunch break or before and after work um and I just used, and I did, and I obviously taught, and it was very easy to keep fit in those days. And you know, weight loss wasn't really what my uh, goal was. I was just keeping fit, and my metabolism was obviously a lot higher in those days. Did you start training because of your sport? Is that what got you into it initially, or just from a fitness and strength point of view? Not necessarily tailored towards your sports. Not tailored towards my sport. Just, I think it's always I. My weight always yo-yoed through my teens. I wasn't ever the smallest person. And I think I used it to stay in shape, even in those days. I used to see it as a way of staying in shape. And I liked the way it made me feel. I liked the way I felt after I'd trained. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't to do with my sport at all. I wasn't keeping in keeping fit to be able to do my sport my sport then dwindled off in my 20s and then it was just about because I worked in the gym that's what we all did we trained and we taught classes I taught a lot of classes back then like spin pump balance and everything like that so I was always doing it so it was just a natural thing to do it was then it all changed when I had children and then it became harder and harder and it became a necessity to try and get my figure back um and so I trained, but then when I left the gyms and just had the children, I used to have to go and put them in a creche like everybody else and go to the gym. And when that started happening, I'd use that time to break away from being a mum, put them in the creche, and then I'd find myself just wandering around the gym and not really doing a proper workout, just using the time to have headspace, but realising that I was doing the same thing every time I walked in there. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't interact with anyone and I wasn't really getting the results that I wanted to, but I didn't really know what I wanted out of it, to be honest, apart from headspace away from my screaming babies. So, so you, you looked at the training as a release just to get away from everything and being a mum and the kids. Yeah. And I was still personal training privately as well during that time when I had just the first one or two kids. And then, um, I was teaching just a couple of classes a week and, yeah, it was just a release. To be honest, it was fairly stressful to try and get them into the creche. My children didn't want to be left. 
So by the time I got in there, it was more about the shower at the end than anything else. So my training wasn't great when they were tiny. And then gradually we started, I started training more at home and doing little hits that JP would set me at home. They might take 20 minutes, but I'd be able to do that. We put a few weights in, in our old house in the garage and I used to train in the garage just to get a bit of me time and get away and that, that worked better for me. So that's where the online workouts came from and started developing with me doing them at home. And I found that easier than trying to get to a gym um, and I started to get better results. You got, you got to the stage where people used to ask you, what, what do you do? And that's where the whole home workouts and that journey started. I was still teaching. I was still going to the gym, but I actually was thinking about what I was doing and getting a bit more enjoyment out of it. It was probably then when boot camps in the park started to come along um, and, you know, people were, like-minded people were getting together to do workouts. I used to join in a lot at the beginning and enjoy the feeling of working out with people that wanted to do the same kind of thing. And then I got the social side of it back again and that then spurred me on to keep going. And um, so joining in was easier. And then as my kids got a little bit more off my hands and all at school and grew up a bit more. I was able to get back into teaching, started teaching some more of them. And then, then it became harder because I then ha- couldn't join into all these classes that I wanted to. And um, I then had to do my training outside of that. So I then did a lot. I'd teach a class, come home and do one of our hits at home to get my workout in. So I then had to motivate myself still on my own. And my motivation was um, to stay ahead of the game. How important do you think it is having a workout set for you or given to you to do? And uh, the most important thing for me, I mean, you know that I always wait for you to set me a workout, otherwise I'm not going to do it. So I, I... I'm a personal trainer. It's what I've done for that many years. If someone sets me a workout and says, here you go, I'm going to complete it. And I don't have to have the brain power to think or think, oh, I'll leave that bit out. No one will know. So that is the one bit that I do love about what the fitness thing stands for is you turn up, you don't have to think about what you're going to do and it's there for you. And that's what went wrong sometimes at the gym. I'd turn up, I'd do that same program or I'd do the bits I like or I'd cut short that bit or I wouldn't push myself or I'd get bored and then the shower would be more important. So for me, that if I could go to our classes at 9.15 every day, get through that, not be teaching, then I'd want to do that. And so at the moment during this lockdown bit, me doing those classes is my training, whereas normally I have to do it outside and above that. And how I motivate myself, well, I just, the same as with my food, I want to stay ahead of the game and to be a role model. And I like the feel-good factor that exercise gives me. So I will plan my week. But the amount of times we hear, oh, it's easy for you because you work in the gym. So, you know, to stay fit and healthy must be really simple. You're motivated the whole time. You've got all this time on your hands. But I'm not always motivated. I still have the days, and there are numerous days, especially at certain times of the month, when that workout just isn't going to work for me. And they're the days that you'll probably see me 
at a class joining in because I need people around me to give me that support and that feel that I'm not having to think about it or motivate myself. So on those, I have those same days, but I know that when I get to the end of it, I'm going to feel better and it's going to get me through the rest of the day. But as I said, as a general thing, looking ahead at my week, I fit it in like I would anything else. And it's just one thing that I don't budge on. And if I know I've got to do the workout early in the morning before the kids get up or, you know, because that's my only slot of half an hour at 6am, then those clothes are ready by my bed so that I've got to get up. And I also t- I tell tell you, that's when I'm going to do it. So that's a little bit of accountability um, in doing it. Yeah, I think accountability and support is key. You know, one being told what to do, saying and committing to it than being having support of others that are going to do the whole workout as well. I think every, you know, every athlete has got a coach or a strength conditioning coach and you know, they've got people on board telling them what to do and guiding them. No one will achieve the best performance by going solo. I think that's what's key to remember is, you know, the the exercise and, and the whole process and of achieving your goals is not just about one thing or the other. It's that whole combination of the workout, the people you do it with, the motivation, the downs, the ups, and just trying to attack everything and realise you're only human them day, which I think sometimes people forget that you go through the same issues they do and the same motivations, the same ups and downs uh, that anyone else does. We all do. Yeah, I mean, as a woman, it is hard because before you can even do that workout, we have to think about a hundred other things, like what my children are doing before I can do that, what you're doing, where my work's fitting in, and, you know, all of those other things before you can actually think, right, there's time for me to do that workout. But I am a better person if I put those workouts in to my week. So I have to make sure they happen. And I feel better about myself. I'm a better mum if I've trained. I'm probably a better wife if I train properly. And I just feel happier. However, there are days when it is hard and things get in the way. And on those days, I don't beat myself up at Well, I try not to, but I probably do sometimes. You beat me up. (laughs) But I will do a shorter workout or I'll adjust it or I'll do something you know that is easier on me on that day but I just try to make sure that I stay active the driving factor like I said before behind it all is my health always is my health as I said before I suffer with things and um, intolerances and things like that and the exercise helps with all of that so much and I know that you know, my kids see that I'm healthy and I'm active and I don't think it's genetics that they are all three of them wanting to do it. I think because they see it's part of my life that they want, you know, to be fit and healthy too. And I think it's really important for that generation to see us all doing some exercise, but you have to find the exercise that you enjoy. Otherwise, it is just a drain. And I, that's why I hope our classes are fun and, you know, with the community and people feeling good around, them, you know, each other. And it's, you know, not got that horrible gym feel, which is what I used to feel. I used to hold my head down and think, please don't talk to me. No one talked to me. And I was an instructor. And you used to go into the ladies only gym. And I used to use the ladies only gym. I was I was really self-conscious. Um I probably, if I'm really honest, didn't have any need to be, but I didn't want to be spoken to. I didn't want anyone to interrupt me. Whereas now, like I say, I will go 
and find those people that I know I can train with that will make it easier on a bad day. The thing is also, you didn't, you know, you didn't want to speak to people because it's the only time you get to yourself away from the kids and the lifestyle thing. So you didn't want to necessarily have that interaction. You just want to do your, have your time, do your training session. But that is the other thing. There are sometimes when people come to our classes and you can tell that they're not in that frame of mind that they want to talk to anyone. They're head down. They want to get on with it. They want to come in and go. And I think that's our job to know when someone's having that day as well. Be there, but don't be in their mm. face either that's stress know? relief sometimes people are just coming and you know we've got members that do come and they're not as chatty as some of the other members but you know so long as they're getting from it what they need from the workout then I think that's the most important thing but I you know you've got to find the time for you and it is so easy to get caught up in everything else but if you've you know right now at the moment the excuse is less it's motivation that is the biggest excuse at the moment because you don't have to leave your house at the moment you haven't got to think about what exercise to do you've just got to put your trainers on and log on so yes we some people are flat out with their jobs at the moment working from home and doing all of that but at the same time you've got to have a break away from a laptop away from all of that and think about your health and stay active and clear your mind. And even if it's you're not doing a class with us, you have you need to go for a walk or whatever it be, you need to take breaks and take time out, you know, otherwise it's going to become too much. Like you say, there's, a, there's 168 hours in one week and we're asking you to do, what, two, maybe three hours maximum of exercise in that week to get results, to maintain you know, lean muscle tissue, mental health issues, whatever it is, it encourage a positive active, uh, positive uh, impact on your life is, you know, a maximum of three hours to get all those benefits in a, a 160-hour week. And I think the training's, you know, the training's the easy part to the sense that people can motivate themselves to train because the initial response is so quick, the endorphins, the feel-good factor, the stress relief, uh, the obviously the harder part in the motivation for in what especially what we're going through now this lockdown this COVID-19 situation is the food side and I think the you know the age-old equation of you know trying to balance your nutrition balance your calories and oh if I train a little bit more I can eat a little bit more and you're always going to lose that battle which we've discussed many a time uh but there's ways around it right and you, you, you've balanced it and you've but one thing I will say though so you know you can have more of a balance if you do train yeah. there is definitely that side of it I'm really guilty of not having enough rest and it is the nature of the job and you know we pick up injuries and all of that it is difficult for us to have a lot of rest days I do still have rest days but I know that I will feel happier having my cheat day if I've had a good workout on that day that is just how the brain works Impact isn't output. it and yeah. that is to do with input output. But whether it happens on that day or on three days later, it doesn't make any difference because my calories are across the whole week, right? Yeah. And if I budgeted, it wouldn't make a difference if it was on a rest day or a workout day, really. I mean, it might raise my appetite. I mean, you better know more of that than me, but it shouldn't make that much of a difference, should it? No, so like you say, over a week of input output, where you're burning calories, where you're getting them from. Uh, and But it's always going to be a losing battle, uh, I think. What we, the key word is balance as always you know if you're eating well throughout the week and you want that big night out you can balance out those calories with a little bit of extra training sessions but if you're 
accumulating too many calories across the whole week, you're just going to struggle to to burn that away. And I think Lucy's meaning it from that one cheat day or cheat meal rather than numerous cheats. So basically, the the big thing is the motivation of why you do it and how you feel after. That's the biggest thing for me. You know, find the time, and if if you enjoy it, find the time. Find half an hour. Three times a week, 45 minutes is not a lot of time for you to feel good after, to start feeling better about yourself. You're really, I mean, for me, it keeps my mental health stable, doesn't it? Yeah. My mental health. And um, it also, the results make me feel better about myself. And I think that's what sometimes is people, you know, forget about the knock-on effect about, you know, yes, you, you train for health and, and the, you know, the physical benefits from health benefits, the mental health benefits, but also you, you look better. And, you know, that's, some people, that's the sort of number one reason to training and, you know, to feel confident about yourself. I think confidence about yourself and, and looking or, you know, training for aesthetic reasons is still different. It's yeah, still- because I like the way exercise changes my body. Yeah. That's it. I like what it does to my body on the outside, on the inside, everything about it makes me feel good. However, I, we totally get those days when it's a struggle to get there. And, and, you know, so long as you only have those days and, week, you know, days don't turn into weeks um, and you find that you are enjoying what you're doing, then you'll keep going. But everyone's always self-critical, uh, you know, you, you I can guarantee you you there's things about you you'd want to change and you know you, you're there as a role model when people have said you know oh you know, I'd love Lucy's figure and stuff and you're like oh, what they want my figure <laughs> uh but you know everyone's got their own personal reasons for training and stuff like that um we're all self-critical as women yeah particularly women more so than men but I, men I are think, as I well. think men hide it or men, men don't, I discuss think they it. don't discuss it but us women are always picky about certain areas of our body and you know exercise can to a degree change certain things but sometimes there are parts of our bodies that we just have to accept they're going to be smaller but they're going to be you know in a different proportion to other people's I say that like I I agree with that I'm the worst person to be critical but anyway I think the other thing that I wanted to say was find a challenge because when I've got something that I'm focused on, I'm so much more driven. It comes down to motivation again. So it doesn't have to be something like the London Marathon, which unfortunately I didn't get to run. It doesn't have to be something as big as that, but it could be a small challenge, something you've never done before. Like when people have said to us before, I couldn't do um, 10 crunches or 10 sit-ups before, and then you managed to do it. It can be as simple as that. If there's something, set yourself these mini goals because it will keep you going, keep you working to the next level. But and that's the thing, it's having those motivational goals and targets as you go. Uh, you know, I can probably say 95% of women when they train for their weddings, they bang on it and on their wedding day they work, you know, for that period before they're working on everything, the nutrition, the training yeah. for that one big day. Yeah. Uh, but surely it's finding the balance to have that little bit of motivation, set yourself smaller targets so we go through. So you, you don't have these constant ups and downs. You're able to enjoy training, enjoy your food, and again, it's that word, it's that balance. I remember when I was training for our wedding, I used to train and run on the treadmill and just visualise myself in this white wedding dress just to make myself run harder, just to, like, a bit of motivation. I'm not, I'm not sure if it would be concerned that she was <laughs> pitching herself running in her wedding dress. <laughs> uh, 
anyway. So what's your motivation now? What's your next steps? I'm desperate to do the London Marathon. Mm -hmm. That is my goal at the moment, having unfortunately not done it. That's what I want to do, the London Marathon. So I'm hoping maybe not October, but next April. Um, So that's my goal. We'd like to hear what yours are. Mine. should let us know. Well, what's yours, JP? CrossFit. Oh, yeah, JP's is CrossFit. Uh, That's a different topic. Uh, What's your – okay, so uh, as we go back to training – uh favorite types of training what do you enjoy uh i love lifting weights but um i also like a session where um like a hard hit session i do really like a hard hit session i'd say out of kind of sessions that people would know of ours my favourite would be sweat because I feel like I get a combination of every single angle of workout. So, yeah, either that or the the um, every minute on the minutes and things like that. I just need something intense. Um, yeah. So you've probably know, trained for – I think you trained on and off for about 25 years now. <laughs> so you've run half marathon – You've trained for a marathon, so you've done long-distance running, you've done a triathlon, you've done weights, you've taught uh, spin. Mud runs. Mud runs, all these sort of stuff. What would you say is the most important thing you've done to get you the, in the best shape? What's the, what's, uh, all those different types of training stuff that you've done, what's the number one thing that you'd think is the most important thing you've done for, or that has, has had the best results for you? type of training well, only one type of training well one because if you've done so many sort of different things yeah, but what... training for training for all those events I didn't train for them training for the triathlon is definitely something that will stick in my mind because I overcame a lot of challenges then yeah that was my biggest challenge I think in in my training history because I was scared of water I had panic attacks when I went and trained in the lakes and I'm not a cyclist so I had to I had to completely change my way of training to do that. So that aside, that triathlon was a massive challenge for me. If we just focus on results. But results-based training, um, take running out of it because I'd, I, running just shrinks my body, as in it doesn't give me any. But definition-wise is my definitely lifting but not lifting necessarily heavy, but lifting weights. Definitely once I started lifting in a combination of a hit. So if I was, yeah. So long as there's weights within my hit sessions, that's when I started, that's when my body changed. So that's when I started doing home hits, but I would lift as in I'd have a pair of dumbbells or a kettlebell and I'd be doing those kind of workouts. So not body weight hits. But I needed them for my stamina. But it was it it's definitely once the weights come into it. So long as you are careful and you don't overtrain when you're lifting. I mean that's yeah. I mean, you know, the hits and the high intensity stuff and the heavy lifting things come into play, which I think people forget about and it's recovery. It's actually what happens to your central nervous system. It's mobility, it's stress. I mean, I mean, I think probably the most popular thing that people have done in this lockdown situation that we're in is go out for runs. 
And all of a sudden people are like, oh, yeah, but this hurts now, this hurts now, because they don't run. And all of a sudden they're running three times a week and then forgetting about mobility and important th- you know, other things of stretching and stuff. Uh, so I think, you know, where you're pounding the body or you're lifting heavy, you need to have you need to have the recovery days, the mobility days. And I think that's where we're guilty of um, sometimes not taking enough time to look after ourselves, uh, even though, you know, we are, I've got a good background and good baseline fitness and I've done it for a while, we still have the issues of recovery and and actually letting ourselves, you know, letting our bodies get the best out of the workout so we're fit and ready to go again. Yeah, and I think going back to the first podcast joined with this one, to ask me to say one thing, I I still believe it's the combination of the whole thing. As soon as we stripped it all back and looked at what I was eating, what I was training, and put it all together in one thing and then developed like our 28 days and our the thing we did in the beginning when we did it over longer, as soon as we did that and I started really looking at it, that's when my body changed. And that's when I managed to, like, maintain and stick at one thing and actually see muscular changes within my shape and you, the thing is you know obviously the, the podcast and a lot and i think probably 85 percent of our audience are women because of how we start and how the business been the business developed but the the same factors are key for for me and you know and for men right you still have to have that balance of good nutrition uh you still have to have you know the training the weights you still need to do some sort of hit and cardio so you, you know you're aerobically fit and you're working heart and lungs as well uh so i don't think it's necessarily female male obviously there's a slight difference with you know what what the desired effects are and, and sort of what individual goals are but essentially, you still have to work on nutrition. You still have to work on the combination of, you know, some cardio work, some some weight work, mobility work. Uh, but, yeah, trying to enjoy it. Just find why you're doing it. Find, you know, I know that's why I think people say to me, it's easy for you. I I know I enjoy it and I've done it as a job and a degree and whatever it is. So it is part of what I've always done. But there's also a lot of people that I know don't do it as part of a job and still have that same passion for it but you just need to find why you know even if it is you like the end result or you like the feeling after whatever it is you need to find that and remember that when you're having that day when you don't fancy it but also it's okay to cut it short and just it have is a day off. absolutely fine to say today's not my day but then also having that urge to to push yourself and to you know if people sometimes get guilty of cruising workouts yeah. you still need to challenge yourself yeah. and you still need those those days where you get a good sweat on and you know you, you're not you crawl out the gym but you've had a good workout within your own capabilities uh and then you feel so much better out afterwards and then I mean, obviously there's workouts which you hate and people struggle uh and you know that was miserable that was horrible uh maybe some cursing goes on by certain people but uh nine times out of ten people generally that workout a post-workout feeling so long is, as you just turn up, up jp just turn up lucy <laughs> hashtag jtu uh so that's going to finish off the this episode uh hope it helps and uh we shall be bringing another one soon